Good afternoon, everyone. Um, I'm only going to take a few minutes. Our time is pretty much gone. Um, but days like this are, are significant for us as a church, as Grant and as Heather have already said. We, we want to celebrate family. We want to celebrate all that God's doing in our young people's lives. But it's something, it's a time like this when we remind ourselves that actually that this is what the kingdom's all about and it's what the Father's heart for us is that we as a people would experience an abundance of joy and laughter, and peace, and happiness in our lives. And so it's moments like this when we celebrate joy. It's moments like this when we recognize that this is who we have been called to be. We are a family on mission. As the guys have gone out and done glow this week and different things, some of the reports coming back. Throughout this last week, between Craig Avon glow and Lurgan glow, and some of the stuff that's been happening in Portadown Church, 10 people gave their lives to Jesus this week, which was incredible. So thank you to God for that. We have been entrusted with this, the, uh, the ministry of reconciliation. Paul tells us this in 1 Corinthians, or 2 Corinthians 5. Uh, and so this is what we want to be about as a church. I, I just want to say just a few things, boys and girls, just for a few minutes, just to the parents. Um, I, I was away, we were away on holidays and... And when I was away on holidays, just over this, these last 10 days, as you spend a lot of good time with your kids, one of the things is that you get to actually learn some things from them. You see, when it comes to times like this, usually on a family service, what we do is that we usually get up and we give a kid's address. So I speak to the kids and there's usually a bit of a message in there for the parents. Uh, and when I was away, I began to realize that actually part of our series that we are on is this, following Jesus in all of life. And I began to ask, what would Jesus do? If he was standing here right now, would, would he, you see everyone in Jesus' culture thought that the kids were, were pointless, they were secondary. What Jesus did was Jesus invited them in and said, you're worth everything. And in Matthew 18, what Jesus actually did was he brought the kids in and he set them in front of the adults and he said, let's learn from them. Let's learn from their lives. And so for the last five minutes today, I would love us as grown-ups, to learn stuff from the kids' lives, some of the stuff that God's doing in their lives, from the young people, some of the stories we've heard, and just to be able to reflect and ask, God, what are you speaking to us in our lives? Three things that I want us to reflect on. And firstly, I want us to look about one of the things that kids teach us to do is about the significance of asking significance of asking God. The word that I have here in the screen is to inquire from the Father. Right, let me ask you a question, boys and girls. If you, if you have a question, who are some of the people that you would love to ask questions to? If you want to know something, say you're stuck or you need help with something, who do you, who do you like asking for help from? Jesus, that's a really good one. Good. And God, yes, well done. You're very holy kids. Anyone else just like to ask? Yes. Seth, who do you think? Your mommy and daddy. Seth likes his mommy and daddy. There we go. Well done. Gail Nan. Yes. Your family. So we, there seems to be this frequency for us as kids or for the, lots of the children that what they will ask and the people they will ask, it's great to hear you ask Jesus and God, but a lot of the time we ask our mommies and daddies, don't we? If you want to know something or you need help with something, you ask your mommies and daddies. Seems to be that as, as time goes on, when it comes to the younger people, when it comes to adults, we seem to ask less readily those sort of questions. We grow in confidence, we grow in independence. Those sort of things are great. 
but we seem to ask less questions. When I was on holidays, I brought a stack of books with me. I only read one of them because I spent a lot of time actually reading First and Second Samuel. I love the stories of David. And there was this phrase that really caught me, and that's what I really wanted to speak on this morning. There's this phrase about the life of David that really caught me, and it said this, David inquired of the Lord. You actually read this from, from 2 Samuel, I think it's, or from 1 Samuel chapter 21, right through until 2 Samuel chapter 5. It's referenced about eight times. David inquired of the Lord. So many times when David had, like it seemed to be really small and significant things, he just didn't jump into it straight away. He inquired of the Lord. He asked his father. He inquired of the Lord. Seemed to be times that actually for David, when it just seemed like it was just pretty obvious what he needed to do, he still inquired of the Lord. But the thing that happened when we get to 2 Samuel chapter 5, David, this was part of his story, part of his nature. He asked his father, asked his father what to do, asked his father what to do. Suddenly we get to 2 Samuel chapter 5 and he stops inquiring of the Lord. We don't actually hear of him inquiring of the Lord until 2 Samuel chapter 21. And what David does instead Instead of asking his father in heaven, David starts to ask his family. David starts to ask his friends, people around him. And the kingdom starts to fall apart. You see, Jesus, Jesus would speak to us. Jesus would say to us, this is one of the things we learned from kids. Keep on asking, guys, has my computer gone off there at the back again? This is my family. They were talking about so for the family service. This is my, I didn't mean to put a picture of my family up. If you could put that back up for me again, Tim, can you? Any of the guys that are down there? This is what Jesus would say, you earthly parents, you earthly parents, if you know how to ask, or if your, parents, if your children ask you certain things, you know how to give good gifts. He says this, you parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will your heavenly father good gift, give good gifts to those who ask? So what I would really encourage this morning, the first thing that we learn, because this is what Jesus would do this morning. He would say, guys, look at these kids. Learn from their lives. The first thing we learn from this morning is ask God. There's some big things that you're, some of you are going through in your life some small things. Don't just run into it head first yourself. Inquire of the Lord and ask him. Second thing that we learn uh, about kids is this. Have you ever noticed that kids just dare to dream big dreams? If I was to ask you all this morning, what do you want to be when you grow up? What sort of things would you like to be when you grow up? A what? A boxer? A policeman? A fireman? What else? Anyone want to be an astronaut? An astronaut sitting down here. We have, we have a pilot sitting here. Josiah's been talking all holidays about how he wants to be a pilot. Seth, or Theo, what do you want to be? A professional footballer. Yep. A rugby player. And you're going to play for a good team of football like Man United, aren't you? Because that's your, that's your favorite team. A scientist. Rose, what do you want to be? A zookeeper, right? So here we go. We've all these dreams that the kids have. And if I was to ask, Heather pointed this out to us recently. If we were to go and ask the young people, suddenly it seems to be that our ability to start dreaming big dreams starts to diminish. We start to belittle sometimes ourselves. Sometimes fear robs us of our dreams. There are many grown-ups in the room this morning and you've lost the ability to dream dreams for your life. 
We've just been singing a song this morning, greater things have yet to come, greater things have yet to be done in this city, but yet that's the dream of God. This is a verse I wanted to share this morning. It's in Isaiah. This is what God says. It's a well-known verse. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. Give me a wave if you've heard this verse before. And what we've often done is we said, God, you're so much greater than us. You're so much better. And he is. But actually, when God spoke this verse, he spoke it as a correction to the children of Israel. He's like, children of Israel, my thoughts are so much, and they shouldn't be. My thoughts are so much higher than yours, but they shouldn't be. And for us in the room this morning, actually, Philippians 2 tells us this, that we have the mind of Christ. And so there's dreams that God has for your life. Almost like he would sit with the kids this morning and ask, what do you want your life to be about? This is some of the things that's the will of God. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. Jesus says this, I came that you might have life and have it abundantly. This is the dream of heaven for you. How are you dreaming for your life? Dare to dream. If you want to learn something from the kids this morning, dare to dream. And then finally, and Sarah, maybe you and the guys want to come up and we'll worship off the back of this and finish. Finally, I just wanted to say this. Have you ever noticed that for our kids, many of them just, they just have no care in the world? I, I was reflecting. Do you ever remember times when you were growing up in summer holidays when you were a little child, how much fun they were? You didn't have to worry sometimes about where the next bill was coming from. You, uh, you just had a carefree, carefree upbringing. One of the things that a life of a child speaks to us and points to us about is that God desires for us to be able to live in such a way that we experience his peace so fully that it leads us into just experiencing almost what it seemed like being carefree. The memory verse the kids just quoted for us. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us also let aside, set aside everything that hinders, was the verse they said. This was the word they have here. Set aside every weight. Do you ever notice that sometimes in our life there's just some things that just weigh us down? And it's not as if we set aside responsibilities in our lives, but there's something that we get to learn from these kids this morning about what it means to step into the peace that God has for us. Listen to what Jesus desires for you. I mean, this is me almost done. Matthew 11. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Here's what a yoke looks like. A yoke is put on two cattle, that uh, would have looked like this. They would have pulled together. They would have gone the one direction. And this is the words that Jesus says, take my yoke upon you for what I have for you. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Jesus' hope for us is that this is his heart's desire that we could almost live in such a way that we experience his peace even as we go through difficult times. But you know the time when a yoke feels really like it doesn't feel light and it doesn't feel easy? is when the cattle try to move in different directions. When the cattle try to walk one to the right and one to the left, suddenly that yoke doesn't feel easy. It feels burdensome. 
And there's a way that God has for each of us in the room this morning. There's a way that God has for us to live in. And this, my final verse, this is why God would say, and if Jesus were here this morning, he would call the little children, he would set them in front of you, and he would say, to such belongs the kingdom of God. To su- this is what he said. The children were brought to him that he might pray. And he said this, to such belongs the kingdom of God. Not that he said that it's only for kids, but there's stuff that we learn from them. Their ability to ask. Then if you have kids that just ask questions after question, after question, after question, after question, after question. And sometimes you can get fed up with that. But you know what? There's stuff for you to learn in that. Ask question after question. Be an inquirer of the Lord. Dare to dream the big dreams. Don't let people steal that from you. Experience the peace that he has. And we're so thankful for what God has blessed us with, with the kids in our church and the young people. But you know what? They're not just the church of tomorrow. They're the church of today. But let's learn from them and their lives and all that God is revealing through them. And so can we stand this morning and let's just pray. We're going to sing one final song. And then we're going to go for our picnic in the park. Sorry, Tannock Moore, <laughs> not the four. All right, let's, let, let's pray. If, if you're growing up and you feel comfortable doing this, can you stretch your hand out towards the kids at the front here? We'd love us to pray for them this morning. Father, thank you for each one of these young lives. Thank you for what you teach us through them. Jesus, thank you that you said to such belongs the kingdom of heaven. And God, I thank you for so much that we can learn from these young lives. God, help us to be inquirers of the Lord. Jesus, help us never to stop asking you, to stop asking you, our Father. Help us never to stop dreaming big dreams. God, release the dreams, God, in all the ages. I want to say this this morning to any young person in the room. You're not defined by your exam results. You're defined by the ability to hear what the Father is saying and having the faith to step into it. That's what's going to lead your life. So dream big dreams. Never let any bit of paper dampen your ability to dream big dreams for your life this morning. An older person in the room this morning, people of older generations, never stop dreaming and believing that greater things have yet to come for your life. So Father, we love you. Thank you for all that you have for us. Thank you for what we learn from each of these young lives. And God, we just pray the blessing of the kingdom of heaven over their lives, over our young people, over every adult, everybody in this building, God, every family circle. We just pray your blessing be released in abundance. We worship you now, Jesus, for who you are. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's worship this morning.